And when you realize that, that's when you make the decision that you're going to play your best. Because if you don't, you don't have it tomorrow. You don't get another 48 minutes. That's what we're here for. The pride, the tradition, the family. Yeah, about the guys in this room. Nothing else. 48 minutes for everybody who's here. Do you understand me? Yes, coach. Yes, Coach. Welcome back to Title to Titles. I am your host, DDP, a.k.a. Nino Brown, and you're watching the 34th episode. It's crazy to say, 34. 34th episode of P2P. I got my co-host on the side of me, Boomer, a.k.a. Jared Gray. How are we doing tonight, buddy? I'm great, brother. How are you? Uh, you're looking fly in that, like that fresh T2T you know, cap you got there. That thing's fly as hell. I know. Coach hooked it up, man. It's nasty. You got that DDP hat on, too. So we're rolling big today. We're rolling big today. Yeah. Justin sent this one out to, to, to your boy. He said he found that thought of me, so I have to rep, rep it, you know. We're doing, doing big things tonight. Uh, we're going to get into it. You see the title of the episode. It's called Bowl Season. Uh, we're going to hop into these games, some of them today that, that already played. We'll recap them. I got, I, I got two games I think we're going to talk about for tomorrow, you know, tomorrow and then uh, a little special something at the end for you. Now, I know Jared loves edge rushes, so we're going to give you the, the them top edge rushes that we got uh, each in the 23 draft class. So we got some people saying hello. How we doing, Jerry? What's good? You know, Frito Bandito, what's good, my man? There you go. He's liking that beanie. He says, it's fly. It's fresh. All right. Now, let's talk about, you already know, it's weekly headlines. Go around the board here. This coaching carousel, these coaching hires, it's uh, it's hard to keep up. But so we're, we're gonna go with the latest. We got Troy Taylor, who was uh, out of Sacramento State. He's now gonna be the head coach at Stanford. Um, I know you like this guy a lot here, Jeff Brom. He was head coach at Purdue. He's now gonna be taking over the vacancy. Uh, he's gonna be the head coach at Louisville. And this is big news broke yesterday. I love it. I love when guys like this come back home. And that's Drew Brees coming back home to Purdue. He's gonna be the assistant coach there. Uh, his job, from what I read, will be. QB coach slash recruiting, and that was from uh, 24-7 Sports. And this one was a surprise to me, okay? I know you're going to have some kind of comment on this one, so I can't wait. But Bobby Petrino left Missouri State as the head coach to go to UNLV under Barry Odom as the OC. Now, this is the first time he's been an OC since 2002. That's 20 years. And then, of course, the last one for the coaching highs that I got on this list here, Zach Arnett. Fortunately, we had to pass it to Mike Leach this week. Uh, he's in peace to the family as well. You know, he's just a, a chunk of college football that is, that's going to be gone. You hard to get over. But uh, Zach Arnett has taken over for Mike Leach. Uh, he went from the D.C. to the head coach. And, you know, they gave him a little bit of uh, security. That they gave him a four-year contract. So, Jared, talk to me about these coaching hires. Which one surprises you? Which one you like? Which one is, uh, is a big flop? Uh, well, uh, let's just get to the big flop right away uh, for me. Um, if anybody doesn't know the Bobby Petrino story, you know, let's ride the motorcycle off and got his girlfriend on the back at Arkansas. And, you know, I, I love Bobby was at Louisville and stuff like that. And I mean, back then he was great. Went to Arkansas. I feel like he just embarrassed his character. And then let's go to Missouri State with a, a buddy of mine went to college there. Uh, and he hated to hire then. You know, I can tell you that. How about we get this guy who has low character, 
in Las Vegas. Like, yeah. What are we talking about right now? I mean, at least he's older. I mean, and maybe that's what they're thinking. Oh, we get a big name. He's older. He won't get crazy. Bro, did you see Urban Meyer with, you know, girls lap dancing him? I mean, this is what it don't matter, bro. So I'm not a Bobby T fan, UNLV fan. I'm just not a fan there. Um, Good sides. Love Jeff Brom going back to Louisville. You know, alma mater, like, it's it's what's meant to be. Uh, And then, you know, here comes Purdue's like, you know what? You're going to do it. We're going to do it. But we're bringing Drew Brees in, who's the surefire (laughs) NFL Hall of Famer. An absolute dude at Purdue. And to be honest, they could have made him the head coach and I've been fine with it. I mean, and I think, honestly, I think it's just more of like a feeler for him. How is he going to like it? Because he's about to be the new uh, quarterback coach somewhere else uh, in the NFL as soon as Sean Payton comes back. (laughs) And and I've been saying that all offseason. I I know you've been with me on this one. Uh, The head scratcher for me, though. Yeah. How do you – How's Troy Taylor go from Sac State to Stanford? I, what? Mind blown. I don't understand it. You're going with small potatoes, right? I, I just don't get it. Like, you're Stanford. You're, you're, it's a hard school yes. to, you know, academic-wise to get kids in. You need a big-name dude. Yes, I agree. Right? And here's the first thing you should do. You need to call Richard Sherman and ask him if he wants to come help coach. First thing, I don't care how much he's getting paid on the sidelines or whatever. Yeah, I was going right? to say, you better drop a bag. <laughs> but you can. You're Stanford. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, you know, because he, 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 love or hate Richard Sherman, he, he ain't going, he ain't going. Yep. Yeah. He ain't going to be acid. He ain't going to no. let you know. And that's what I like that. about him. I mean, he, he, now he will throw some shade. <laughs> and but the, but what I do love about him when he's wrong, he, he admits he's wrong. Oh yeah, you know because dude, he was a big Baker hater, and he flat told Baker, you know, the other night, dude, I was wrong. You you got me. Like yeah, props to you. And that's what I want to see out of a dude. There, I mean, for me, he's one of the bigger names out of Stanford. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk about it now, Andrew Luck. Can we can we get you to come back? Uh, can okay? we get you to come back? Is he okay huh? personally? Like, is he all right mentally? Is he in a good spot? I don't know. Like a lot of the things that I read about Andrew Luck, he's, I don't even know if he's okay. Like with himself. But maybe that's why he needs to come back. Or maybe. I mean, it was just horrific everything that went down and the way it went down for, for Andrew. I think so. I think it'd be a good avenue personally, yeah, and professionally. So, listen, if I'm with you with Breeze going with with Sean Payton, I'm, I'm with you. But if for some reason, now that he's home, right, kids are home, everybody's back, they're comfy, and he's enjoying what he's doing, he's prepping for his his dudes, right? Like This is my – I'm going to be recruiting. I'm the lead dude. I'm probably going to be the head coach in like a year or two. I'm getting my guys. I just want to see what type of flips he gets. It's flipping season and recruiting season right now, right? You Huge want flipping season. Aiden O'Connell's going in the draft, right? He's in the senior bowl. They need a QB. Now you have Drew Brees there. I mean that that if that's not a big neon recruiting sign for QBs that are, that are looking to go flipping or to hit them portal, I don't know what is because I'm hearing guys saying that they're trying to go wherever they can get the best NFL development. I hear guys like Dante Cephas say that 
You know what I mean? I'm going somewhere where I can get developed. Dude, everybody and their mother is after Cephas. I mean, that, I never seen so many offers from right. a kid that has shown it. And he deserves it. I mean, he, yeah. to be honest with you, if he was to turn pro, you know, he he would be a top 10 wide receiver taken, I think. I think I know he's from a small school, so they're going to say all well, the numbers, but the numbers have been consistent for like two years straight. All right. Can we be honest here? You, who are you taking? Uh, honestly, if they came out the same year, you taking Watson from Green Bay no, I'm taking, I'm taking or Seafood? I would take C. I was never a Watson fan. He's doing his thing. Don't get me wrong. I'll eat the crow on. He's got seven tutties. But, it, you know, there was questions early. He couldn't. He had butterfingers, right? Like, but, and his hand frame. Yeah. And, and Seavis is a dog, bro. He catches everything. Oh. He's not afraid to go across the middle. He'll go up there with the big boys. He don't give a, a, a you know, a crap. So. Yeah, he, he got, he's got an Anquan Bolden mentality, bro. He don't yes. give a damn. Yeah, I love that comp. He, he'll go with the big boys. You know, he'll go across the middle, take a hit from a linebacker. I, I love him. And I think. He's playing it right. Um, not to get off track with the coaches, but, you know, I'm, I'm a BC guy. What do you think about uh, Ryan O'Keefe signing? That's big, bro. Big. big. Huge. Huge move there. Um, I, I love O'Keefe going there. I mean, I don't, as soon as I saw it, I was like. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's crazy. You know, we got the transfer portal is crazy. You know, I think we're up to like 1,200 recruits or something like that in the transfer portal. It's insane. Um, and that's just that's just like power five. So right. if we're talking all 132, we're talking about like 2,800 kids. Insane. So, um, man, it's just crazy to see the big movements, you know, and the quote, you know, I got to bring the quote up, right? Because yeah, I, yeah. I said to you, um, <laughs> girlfriend, and this, and we need to clip this. Girlfriends are undefeated, undefeated during flipping season. Now hold that hold that thought because we're gonna circle back to that at the end of the show because I got a question. We'll circle back to that quote. Um, I will have my man KT clip that and it will clip the end and we will we will put that together. But that this one I'm saving for the end because I've been I've been you know me I've been searching I've been <laughs> I've been sending you stuff left and right about this topic I don't want to drop it yet. But this is what if you're a dude that's just getting into college football or you're a guy that's really into college football either one of them. You don't know about this name at the end of the show. You will at the end of the show, and you're going to go. Yeah, look we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it for sure. Because he's legit. So let's talk about this. We're going to talk about some different things popping up. What are your thoughts about the Atlantic Sun and the WAC possibly merging going to FBS? I'm hearing Stephen F. Austin, Utah Tech, Southern Utah, Albion Christian, Tarleton State, then Austin P., Eastern Kentucky, Central Arkansas, North Alabama, combining for a new conference in the FBS. What are your thoughts? And can it happen? Um, so I have a buddy of mine that actually went to Tarleton. Um, and I, he's, he's a big Sooner fan, but he went to Tarleton. Uh, I think it's smart. I think that you're going, I mean, we're going to have 132. Let's, let's make it 140. Call it, call it golden. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so it's, it's not bad. It's not a bad idea. I think there's enough talent, you know, and the, the money's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, maybe I should, you know, I've got eligibility. Maybe I should go play some football. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know I'm um, I, I also heard two more teams could possibly be in it. And it's one that we spoke about with Watson. That would be North Dakota state. They could be hopping into this merger. I think um, it's time for them. A hundred percent. I know who else is, uh, you know, we watched somebody who made a, made a leap who used to be really good. Um, wow. Why am I having a mental blank right now? 
Um, Wait, what are you talking about? Who's who's the team this year that beat uh, A&M? Wow. Oh, dude. Oh, I'm having an absolute brain fight. So. I don't know. You're, I don't know yeah. why it's coming. Right. I don't know why that's going to me right now. Was but it there's Tennessee so many teams. State or something? <laughs> well, we got Grand Valley State. Should have made the move yeah. a long time ago, right? You know, Akron, Alcorn. But there's all kinds of teams that we could say that have had, had the talent to make the move. We just haven't done it, right? And then, yes. you know, we got teams in North Carolina. You know, they're from North Carolina. I don't know why I'm having a middle bit right now. Why am I doing that? <laughs> I mean, I can name you 10 kids that went to school there. Uh, oh, my gosh. Well, it'll come to you when we hit the next topic. But, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. And, and I, I guess you said 140. I'm here at 142 with the extra two teams. Um, it'll be interesting. Hey, with everybody moving around, you're trying to get these bigger super divisions, I, I, conferences. I don't think it's a bad idea for these guys, these small teams, to get in there, get this money thrown around, get some NIL money, get, you know, and, and start to grow. Why not? Take the chance. You know, you're starting to get guys drafted. You're starting to get a little buzz. You, school's getting, you know, a little bigger, a little, you're growing. This is the way to get bigger and take the next step. So I'm with it. Now, listen, there's been awards out. Okay, They were dropping awards last, you know, couple of days. Uh, you've been hearing all of it, the ceremony happened. There's a couple guys I just want to touch on because some of these guys are multi-award winners. Some of these guys are taking home a handful of awards. Uh, I'm going to run them down, and then you can tell me what you think. Obviously, Caleb Williams took home the Heisman, quarterback from USC. Uh, I, I believe Caleb is, is him. He's the dude. Uh, he also took home the Associated Press Player of the Year Award, the Sporting News Player of the Year Award, and the Walter Camp Award. Then our guy, who is just, I don't know, he must, he was like a magnet at that, at this award ceremony, because everything just came to, to Will Anderson Jr. He took home the Bronco Nagurski Trophy, Nagurski Trophy, the Chuck Benedict Award, the Lombardi Award, and the Ronnie Lott Impact Trophy. Like, I don't even know he carried all of that out of there. It's insane. Like, yeah, exactly. Like he's a big fella, so it was probably you know, just throwing on the shoulder, throwing underneath the arm. But dude, they oh, hey, those trophies ain't light, bro. Like, no, they're solid. Yeah, exactly. And then a couple other guys that he, I I was surprised about. I'm gonna call him Double O, center out of Michigan. He took home the Outland Trophy and the Remington Trophy. And then I, my guy uh, and I, you were with me from the start. I called it early. I said he has a chance to be the dude this year before the season started. And that was Jack Campbell. Linebacker out of Iowa. He took home uh, the William Campbell Trophy as well, but he also won the Buckets Award, which I called. And he did take it home. So what are your thoughts on, on those gentlemen? Um, obviously, huge, huge Campbell guy. I think we both compared him to a younger Blake Martinez. You know, yeah. I, I think that they're very comparable. Um, doesn't miss tackles. Uh, maybe more athletic than Joe Schobert. So yeah. uh, I love him. Uh, Will Anderson the dude like going to be a top five draft pick. Um, and the only reason being is that there's two guys that need quarterbacks. So it, it's just going to get really crazy to be honest with you right there. So, um, real, real quick. Right. So what if Dennis, Dennis hit me up and I want to throw this out there because it's a logical thought. And, and, and as a GM, I can see this happening. Houston's got picks, right? What if Houston doesn't take a QB? Goes Will Anderson, right? Then goes linebacker, solidifies the defense. You could probably get, you know, a top five linebacker. 
And say in the third round, they draft Hendon Hooker. Run Davis Mills for one more season. That defense would be legit. Pick up a couple pieces in the rest of the draft, get a wide receiver, which is deep. I mean, they have enough draft picks that they could go lineman, defensive lineman, linebacker, another lineman, running and then, back. And then – Right? I mean, because the running back class is – it's slightly scary. You know, people deep. just talk about some big names. But tell me this, right? Under the right line, right, with the with a decent quarterback – and I'm not talking about Davis Mills. We had two linemen. Mm-hmm. You add, you know, a decent linebacker. And then you add our guy up here. Let me just point at the right insignia here. My <laughs> man, RJ Spears. Yes. For that running back room. And I, it's scary, bro. Damian Pierce and Tajay together would be awesome to watch. Lights out. But I, I, I was, I had to eat crow. I wasn't a big Pierce fan. He, he, he made me, you know, he proved me wrong. He did fizzle out at the end, combination of the line being terrible, getting hurt. But And listen, when he hit kind of the carries that he normally hit for the wall in Florida, things started to go down. I don't think he can't grow on that. I think he can. But you get it back like Spears with him, who can offset him, do like a Brees Hall Michael Carter role there. Uh, no, John. Uh, I'm sorry. I know that Matt Forte went there, but – I guess crazy Matt Forte vibes from him. Oh, and yeah, I said yeah. that before, right? I also love – I mean, he's bigger, but I love Darren Sproles because people don't understand how good his hands are. You know, he, he can carry the load. He can – I'm telling you, Spears, you know, obviously he's a friend of the show. We, we yeah. love Tulane. Going to do all I can to see them guys in the Cotton Bowl and root against Caleb Williams. I'm sorry, bro. It's, it's got to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, you know, it's still got – so oh, here. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> but it's just one of those things, you know, I'd love to see that. Now let's add those pieces, move here, move here. I still think that Baker's going to stay at LA. with the Rams. Yes. Man, it would be interesting to see that move, you know, with the right pieces moved. Now well, I, then, I think he stays with the Rams. So I'll be honest with you. And the other thing is, is there's a lot of QBs out there at free agency, right? Not saying Tom Brady because Tom Brady's rumored everywhere else, but there's another guy that's a veteran, probably gonna want out. Take a lot of money. AR might be gone, and I'm. I, he might go. David, he, he gonna be gone. He gonna be gone because Julian Love, like, or sorry, Love looks good. Right, he's ready. He's had his time yeah. to sit and learn. He's it's his turn to take over. You got a lot of young guys there. The pieces are in place. Let's rock. A- so AR is going one of two places, right? You say what I think you're gonna say. I'm I'm gonna take the headphones off. Don't do it to me. It's the Raiders. That's fine. Or, if you said the Patriots. I'm gonna be pissed. Well, I mean, I still think the Patriots still look at my boy Baker, but um, so does Mark Wahlberg. Ask him. But <laughs> that, that dude, he might be the he might be a bigger Baker fan than me. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but I I think that depending on what Tom Brady ends up do- doing. Right, it, it's going to be something with AR. So yeah, if if Sam, if Sam Sam Francisco has got a defense to make a run, right? So can you imagine that team with one of those guys? Listen, I've been saying it. I've been saying TB12 to the 49ers for a long time. 
if you or do, he, or, or TB12 close it out, his his career back in New England. Just saying. All right, so here's the deal: if he comes back in New England, Belichick gets traded. Belichick gone, hundred percent. Yeah. So you trade, and when I'm hearing from local radio, ninety-five sports up. Shout out my guys, Felger and Mass. I, I listen to him daily. Yeah, what, and this is from like Jeff Howe. You know what I mean? Like this is a dude. It's not just like uh, little guys on the side. These are certified, tuned in Patriots suits. They're saying they could possibly flip Belichick for a first. But you want to give me Belichick oh, yeah, first right now? Right now in his career, he's been mediocre for three years, dude. All right, I, I watched him for tw- for twenty something years. He's been mediocre for three years. This year, he's been like. Hey, tell, tell me this though. Tell me the Cardinals wouldn't take him. Oh, oh no, no, no! I'm not. Yeah, yo, I'm saying someone would take him. The Jets would probably put the flip back. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, and let go of Robin Exactly. So if we get a first for him, and now they're saying flip Mac for a possible second or two thirds, bro. All right, and you bring Brady back in, but how many years do you got? But now with all the drafts capital you get in the trades, right? Do you put the pieces around Brady? Or do you put the pieces to build and have Brady just be that one year closeout, make a run, retire, call it a day? I I think I think he's going to be a one year retire type of thing. So. so you just get the capital to build after Brady, run with what you got, yep. make the playoffs, and just see what you got for one last hoorah. Yep. Who's your coach? Can he bring Peyton to the, to the Patriots? No, I still think Sean Payton goes to the Cardinals. He said he wants to go to L.A., doesn't want to coach anywhere else, and he wants Herbert. What? I mean. McVay's not leaving. Not this year, I don't think. If he keeps Baker. Oh, no, 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 no. No, yeah. I I feel like McVay's there another five years. He's young, bro. He's young. I know. I know, but there's been on on camera, on paper, it's been recorded. It's been said that him, Donald, and Staff are going out together. I think Staff's going out this year. I don't think Staff's got much left. I agree with you, and that's why I tell you I think Baker stays with the Rams. I agree but I mean, because Wolf's no good. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you, you can. There, there's always been a connection right there. So yeah, yeah it's this guy. He's been, he's been in his pocket for a long time. I, I'm. That, that's you know, like we could talk all day on on just. I mean, we're yeah. and we we're, we're going to get to it eventually. Uh, but let's get to these college games, bro. I mean, it's it's all right, both. All right. all right, it's it's both season. Um. We're going to get right into this first game. It's Miami of Ohio, right? Versus UAB. Uh, Miami of Ohio, 6-7. UAB was 7-6. UAB got the dub, 24-20. It's a good game. Had enormous Tennessee Titans uh, Super Bowl um, aspirations this game because dude got tackled with three seconds left on, like, the two-and-a-half-yard line. And if he didn't, like, stutter step, he probably – if the ball was thrown in front and he didn't start a step to catch it, he probably would have scored and ran, ran it right in. It was an absolute incredible game. I loved it. Jer- Jerry says, what a back and forth game. I agree with you, Jerry. Right down to the last minute. Both of these games were good today. Um, I enjoyed them. So, highlight some guys. The quarterback for the Red Hawks, Avion Smith, he did his thing. Uh, he was 15 for 27, 162 yards passing two touchdowns. He also had 50 rush yards. Now, I'm a little ecstatic because this is a guy that me and you hit on. He had a decent year. Um, when we first said it, it was just the name stuck out to us, and that's uh, our boy there, Mac Hippenhammer, because I just like the name. It's just a college the football Hippenham. name, Hippenhammer, yep. right? Uh, he had a decent day. I mean, listen, he only completed 15 passes, Smith. So two of them went to Hippenhammer for 43 yards and a touchdown. And then Kenny Tracy, he had three for 22 and a touchdown. Defensive side of the ball for the Red Hawks, Matthew Slopek, sophomore, 15 tackles, Jerry. Ten of them solo, right? One and a half tackles for loss. He's 6'1", 220. 
sophomore linebacker. This is a guy I'm going to keep my eyeball on. Oh, 100%. He puts on a little bit, you know, takes on a 5'10 pounds. I think this guy could be a dude. This is a defensive back, Nolan Johnson. He's a junior, so there's another guy I'm going to look out for next year, especially he had five tackles, two total, a sack, and a tackle for loss. So not only was he covering in this game because I watched him play, uh, he was a lot of coverage. He also was in the box, all right? They had him blitzing quite a bit, lined up on the edge. A lot, a lot of DB blitzes. Um, we had 26 minutes of time of possession, right, for the Red Hawks. They had 272 total yards of offense, and they had 19 first downs. Now, on the other side of the ball, our guy Eric Fronten had put up a, uh, a tweet saying that the running back uh, via Dwayne McBride is backing out of the bowl game. Claren is not going to play in the bowl game. Be on the lookout for Jermaine Brown Jr. And boy, did Fronten hit this one in the bag. Fronten said he would go over the 70 yards that was on prize picks. And he went 24 attempts for 116, two touchdowns. That's a 4.6 yards per carry average. QB Dylan Hopkins was 16 for 24 for 204 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Wide um, receiver Trey Shropshire, he had six receptions. You ready for this one? Six receptions for 183 yards, touchdown. That's a ridiculous 30.5 yards per catch. Bonkers. Insanity, all right? They had some dogs <laughs> on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, linebacker Renard Ellis is a senior. He had 10 tackles, three solo, half sack, half tackle for loss. This guy was everywhere. Linebacker Michael Fairbanks is a junior. He had seven tackles, three solo. He had a half sack, one and a half tackles for loss. This guy to look out for. He could be a late draft pick, you know, sixth round or so. That's DB Stalling Thomas. He's a senior. He had two tackles, two solo. He was a glove in coverage. Although they, they, they tried throwing it his way. He had no pass breakups. The ball didn't even get close to the receiver. He was literally locked down all game. He's a gentleman to look out for. He could rise. He could be a late pick that makes a team and gets early playing time next year. Jared, what are your thoughts about this game? Uh, overall, really great game. You know, I can't wait till next year with, with the UAB, though. You know, I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of their quarterback – or their quarterback. The former quarterback and now head coach – um, so I, I think that's just a, yeah, uh, love him. I think it's, I think it's a great hire, you know, it's been a, the elite 11 coach for the last, what, I don't know, 10 years or something like that. Yes. Uh, so it's, I, I'm excited overall, uh, really thought the Red Hawks and Blazers game was going to be phenomenal as it was. And it turned out to be just that a really oh, yeah. great ending, uh, 24, 20 game, you know, the over and under, I think was right at 40. So, I mean, to yeah. get 44 was, yeah. It's pretty Squeaker. awesome. Yeah, you it's, you, it's you were holding how on. They do that. I swear, I swear, whoever's in Vegas that does that basically is the guy that came back from Back to the Future with the play with the book. <laughs> the almanac. He's got the he's got the farmer's almanac with the, with the scores. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about it all year like them. So oh, they're favored by three. Like, well, why is that? Two, they win by you know, or they're a two and a half point favorite. Like, win by what? field goal. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're you know, we thought that team would blow them out. Up, win by field goal with, in the closing seconds. Oh. Botch punt for a Remember we talked about yeah, it. Yeah. They're like, why is this a three-point game? Yeah. Had to field goal in the closing seconds to, to win it. So yeah. it's absolutely insane. All right. Take, really take this next game. one. This was, this was a good All one, right. too. 25-24, you know, rankings. Let's get right to it. Troy versus UTSA. Um, I, I had Troy winning this one, but I love UTSA. Just didn't really expect to see what – Frank Harris is going to do. He's 23 for 40, 294 yards, 
a touchdown and two bad interceptions. I mean, really bad interceptions. He had a drop in the touch uh, in the fourth quarter that should have locked it up in the back of the end zone. Then he threw another pass, hit him right in the hands, another drop. Back to back plays. I mean, I feel bad for their quarterback because seven minutes left, they should have been up 19 18. Um, instead, they're down 12 8, you know, 12 to 18. Uh, KV, uh, you know, Kavarian Barnes, 22 attempts, 138 yards, 6.3 yards carry. The crazy thing about it is this is only his second game. He, he was his debut was last was two weeks ago. Yeah. Right. And he had 190 yards in that game. So uh, what what a great two games back to back. They should have just kept giving him the ball, to be honest. You're averaging six yards of carry. You got to let it ride, especially when your quarterback's on 40 times and don't have 200 yards to show for it. Uh. So uh, Zachary uh, Franklin, seven receptions, 37 yards, ended up getting injured, got a touchdown. Uh, that was a huge loss for them, to be honest with you, because yeah. When your quarterback is so looking at somebody, uh, you could see he looked a little lost after that, and the stats show that. Oscar Cardenas, five receptions, 60 yards. He stepped up, you know, yeah. because of the injury, um, because they didn't really have anybody in that aspect. But let's just get to the linebacker. You know me, I'm a I'm an IDP Dude, guy, dumb. so Trey Moore, bro. Yeah. Freshman, six tackles, four solo, two sacks, three and a half tackles for loss, and a pass deflection. Absolute baller game for a freshman in a bowl game. Like he stepped up, he played good. Yeah. You know, Tr- dude, Troy's been dangerous too. By the way, just hit t- hit me. They had a great game early in the season against Appalachian State, who I couldn't remember earlier. Who yes. you know used to be a Division three team now, been balling in Division one. Uh, they're, they're a good reason to for the move earlier. Trojans, yeah. Gunnar Watson, right? Gunner, you you were meant to play quarterback. All right. If right. your name's Gunner, yes. you're meant to play quarterback. It's just one of those things. Uh 13 for 23, uh, 113 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. They don't trust it, right? That's just what it is. I thought they but, were gonna pull him at some point, and they never did. I mean, they sh- maybe they should have, but it didn't matter. Uh, they got the dub, so it is what it is. <laughs> you know, again, uh, it's not. If you look at the stats, they don't look like the team that won this. You know, Kamani no. Vidal had 21 attempts, almost the same as Dylan, 72 yards, a touchdown, a whopping 3.4 yards per carry. That's okay, bro. You don't look like you're winning this game. And then we got uh, Tez Johnson, four receptions, 40 yards. We got Rajay Johnson, two receptions, 40 yards, and a tutty. And then Carlton Marshall is where defense wins championships, baby. 14 yeah. tackles, seven solos, seven – you know, assist. I mean, defense wins championships. That's how you win this game because your offense really didn't play that good. Um, the defense stepped up, and the two interceptions on the other side were much more costly than two interceptions that your quarterback thrown. So, yeah. overall, really phenomenal game. Wasn't the best game of the day, but uh, had Troy winning, and they ended up pulling it off. So, I, I had UTSA. Uh, I picked UTSA only because I thought that we would get more of Kari Franklin and uh, Frank Harris. Seven years, he returns and he's going to return for a seventh year. Which That's crazy. I, I, I like to see what they – listen, I didn't know until the side of the game that UTSA is only a 12-year existence school. Like, Yep. And they had 17 players that were homegrown from San Antonio or all from Texas at some point. Like, yeah, dude, that's insane. But that coach is – you know, it was said on, on the game live as well and uh, soaked in. I guess he's getting a lot of look. Possibility that he could be a guy that gets, you know, either – Oh, he gonna get some love. Yeah, you don't this, do that. Yeah, you don't do that. And knock your love. You, you know, somehow if you can go from Sacramento State to Stanford, believe me, you can go to UTSA or somewhere else. Yeah. So I, I think they got a chance. They got ranked 
this year, right? They were, they were 20 or uh, 25, right? I think they got something to build on. And I think that's they were pretty solid came. last year, too, though. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, 11 and 2 is no joke. That, that's a, that's yeah. a legit year. So I, I liked it. The injuries to both gentlemen. Um, Harris was in the tent for a while. I, I didn't think he was coming back, but he did have his helmet in his hand. He took you know, a series off, came back. So the injury kind of derailed them a little bit. It was a defensive game, though. Both sides of the ball. Both linebackers eight. Uh, two the safety in the, in the DB for, for Troy. Both had the interceptions. Yeah. They, they played well. It was, it was like you said, it was a good game. Someone has to lose, you know, so it, it is what it is. But let's get into these uh, two games that we got here to talk about coming up tomorrow. Um, first game I got on, and it, this is because I just have so many questions. And, and I like, you know, I know that you're a running back guy. Love that it's freshmen in this game that are just straight dogs. So I had to throw this one out there. It's Florida, you know, the Gators, six and six against the uh, 14th ranked Oregon State Beavers. Uh, Oregon's a nine point favorite over on his 53. It's a 2.30 game, Easton, uh, tomorrow on ESPN. A couple guys that we're going to highlight here. And listen, I-, I mentioned a little bit. Unfortunately, at the quarterback position, there's a void for the Gators, okay? AR declared, son of John Kidna. Has got some legal issues. He was dismissed. I don't want to bring it up. I think it's disgusting. Um, so they had to go with Jack Miller the third, who's a, who's got. Listen, he, he has a background. He, he you know he was recruited well. He was an Ohio State transfer. He has one rushing touchdown in his whole career, collegiate career. That's three years. So he's six three two fifteen. He's gonna get his chance tomorrow. See what he's got. Right. Um, they're gutted, Florida. They lost a lot of guys to the portal. A lot of guys are going into the NFL draft. But you got this freshman and Trevor Etienne. Yeah, his big brother's Travis. I don't know. I think Trevor might be could has a chance to be better. As a freshman, he had 110 attempts to 705 yards, six touchdowns, a 6.4 yards per carry. He wasn't even the main back, which is insane. Okay. Justin Shorter, he's declared. The guy you're looking at is junior Ricky Pearsall, who came on strong. End of the season, last three games, he, he did it big. He had 29 receptions for close to 600 yards, five touchdowns. This is ridiculous. 20.6 yards per catch. Wow. I, on a legitimate offense with, with no disrespect, a legitimate QB, I would like to see what Ricky could do. Um, Obviously, you're going to get another freshman out there that's going to have to get some time. That's going to be clear. Jackson, 6'3", 214 pounds. He's a freshman. He had two receptions for 43 yards. But somebody else has to play out besides Purcell. So I think this guy is going to be the guy. The one I look out for him. On the defensive side of the ball, Rashad Torrance, the second. He's a sophomore. 76 tackles as a cornerback. 46 That's solo. Perfect. That is crazy, right? That's dog status to me. Je- Jeff Okuda numbers. Yes, insane. I had to highlight him, and he's only a sophomore. People, the Gators are bringing he, he, in their own people. He's he, the guy he to look out for. He'll leave he, next year, bro. I don't know. They're bringing in. The, they're bringing in a lot of people. They lost a lot of people, but they're bringing in some people. So we'll see. He's leaving next year. Hey, let's uh, right. lock it down now. He, he declare next year. It's it's very very possible. I'm not I'm not knocking it. But he had 46 solo, a pass defense, a fumble recovery, and a forced fumble. Now on the Beavis side of the ball, they got another freshman running back too. He's a dog. That's Damian Martinez. He got 158 attempts. 970 yards, seven touchdowns. I know this is Jared's number here. 6.1 yards per carry. Dog status for a freshman, right? They got a fre- freshman QB and Ben Gilbranson. All right. I haven't, I don't have a, the jury's not out for me on Gilbranson. 
kind of undecided. I'm going to be watching this game closely. I want to see him. I saw him a little bit in the uh, Oregon game, but everybody knows that he threw for 60 yards and two, two picks, and it was a running game that killed my Ducks. So I will remember that stat for the rest of my life because how do you lose to a team that throws for 60 offensive passing yards? I don't know. But he threw for uh, 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns, five interceptions. He also has four rushing touchdowns, so he's got some legs on him. A senior wide receiver who's playing in this game, that's Treshawn Harrison. He had 52 receptions, 604 yards, four touchdowns. Close to that number that I like. He had 11.6 yards per catch. Uh, now defensive side of the ball, I always highlight one guy, at least one guy. This is going to be Omar Speeds as a linebacker. I know Jared's going to like him. He's a junior. Got to lock in on next year for the, for the Beavers. 77 tackles, 38 solo, six and a half tackles for loss, and a pass defense. Jared, what are your thoughts here? Who wins and does the Beavis cover? Well, here's the facts. Like you already talked about, Florida's got so many losses. You know, I, I got Oregon State by 12, actually, not 10. They're favored by nine. Um, I, I think they end up getting, I think it's up 10, maybe 13. So they're favored by nine. I, they, I think they get at least 10. So I, I do think they win, get the cover. The over-under is high, though. Um, so 45 and a half, or sorry, 53 is, is a lot in that game when I think it's going to be a lot of defense. Um, Oregon State's pretty stout. You know, they'll, they'll stop you. They don't have many people sitting out. Uh, Goverson's a dude. Young, you got a young, young freshman that are starting for them. So ain't yeah. nobody sitting. <laughs> yeah, so it, that's where they're going to win this, you know. I mean, the Beavers gave everybody, you know, trouble this year. I mean, they could have beat – they they legit could have been, you know, like a one-loss team in the Pac-12. Yeah. There was three games and, and I think they lost by less than the three points or less. You know, Spade's 77 tackles. He's going to to 85 this game. It's just going to happen. I mean, it, Goberson's a beast. Martinez is a beast. You know, I, I like Jack Miller. You know, good transfer kid. And we're both ETN guys, so we think yes. we, you know, he's just a dude. He might be better than than Travis. It's highly possible. Um, he gonna get all the love and come this, and he might be the star breakout because he ain't got nobody he sitting in front of him. Out. He already broke out. He but had... I mean, he could have a great game. Remember, you we watched, you know, Eric Gray ball out in Tennessee and then a bowl game, and then believing they freaking go to Oklahoma. So this could happen. This could be there. This go happen. We could see, you know, ETN ball, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Home, I still think, I think, <laughs> I think I think the Beavers ball here. I, I think it's, you know, I think we're gonna see a little moving, shaking, and like and we're gonna hear SEC fans be like, "Well, we we just had a bunch of players out." Or, oh yeah, or, sorry, bro. Like it's the excuse party will be there. The excuse party. Hey, when when you're the there. SEC, you're deep, right? You can afford to lose players, right? Yes. You expect to lose players. You should plan for this. It's college. SEC uh, Pac-12. Everybody says Pac-12 got no defense, right? So, And here's what I'm going to tell you. For the first time in two years, right, and this year three, by the way, Pac-12 is going to win a bowl game because they're owing, they're owing, what, 14 or 18 or something like that? But So they went 0-6 last year and 0-8 the year before, right? They haven't won a bowl game in two years. They're going to get right? more than now, one club. Huh? They're going to get more than one W. They're going to get Oregon State with a dub. They're going to get Oregon with a dub. I think they're going to get at least two, right? We, I mean, let's, we think the USC 
you know, Tulane game going to be real. So, I mean, I, I think can't Tulane wait for that it. one. Yeah, yeah. But. It, that's going to be a fun one. I mean, honestly. Uh, hey, so but quick, here's my only problem with that. I don't want to give, you know, Tebow any any chance uh, yeah. a couple weeks planning. You, you don't want to give that guy that many weeks planning against the team. So that's, that's a tough matchup for Tulane no matter what. Dennis says Oregon State by 10, but, you know, I threw Dennis up there because I want to give a proper – We got D now. D now. That is the nickname that P2P has given Dennis Noel. He is the newest T2T team member. He is a scouting dude. He's in in the trenches checking him out, writing up these player profiles. So shout out, Dennis. D now is where we're going. You can check him out on on T2T. I got some things in the works for him. I I, I got some projects for for Dennis I got lined up, and I think it's going to – they're going to be hit. So uh, we're happy to have Dino on, and, and I'm, I'm glad he's part of the team. So All right. power with me now. That's right. Now, let's get into this this next one. Um, I highlight it because, listen, he balled out last night, so why not talk about his brother, right? And that is Bryce. They're 5-7 and seven versus Southern Miss, 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Southern Miss is a 6.5-point favorite. Over under is 45.5. and a half. 545 Eastern time game again on ESPN. ESPN collecting that bag, right? Uh, Rice, highlight a couple guys on Rice. That is my guy, Luke McCaffrey. You know, that's this. He is the younger brother of Christian McCaffrey. He was a quarterback, switched over to wide receiver, and had a pretty decent sophomore season. 51 receptions, 656 yards, six touchdowns, almost 13 yards per catch. Outside of him, okay, in the, in the linebacker that I'm going to touch on, Kind of hit it. You got Bradley Rosa. I'm not sure he's going to play as a senior. He had 800 yards, uh, nine touchdowns, 20 yards per catch. Uh, Jared, I don't know if they have enough firepower to, to last in this game. You, hey, they're five and seven. They're about to be five and eight. Sorry. Yeah, bro. Right. I, I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, listen. I'm going to St- let you. Southern talk. Miss could. Southern Miss easily could have had four more wins. Okay, talk about it, because I know he's your guy. So I'm leaving you the Southern Miss. I know you want to talk about him. He's out. He's both of my guys, but I know he's your guy. So let, let's talk about some of Southern Miss. Okay, take it away. I mean, let's get um, let's cats out of the bag. Frank Gore Jr. Two hundred and seven attempts. You know, a thousand yards, seven tutties, Right, which is interesting because he didn't get a lot of carries inside the red zone. Like, how do you not give that dude right. carries? Like, who's this dude's dad? Like, dude got has like twenty touchdowns on the season. So, right, you know, we need to give this dude the the rock. You know, it's just that facts. You know, you got Brownlee. You know, fifty two receptions. Almost a thousand yards, eight hundred nineteen. You know he's got your number, fifteen point eight yards per catch. Uh, then you got Shorts at DB, who's just these numbers are just ridiculous. <laughs> Ninety-two tackles, Dumb. right? Fifty solos, uh, one and a half tackles for loss, three interceptions, three pass deflections. And honestly, I don't know how it's not more pass deflections. I mean, that dude is. Th- those are crazy numbers. Uh, he he just don't miss a tackle. I mean, those were Bill Douglas numbers. I mean, it's just what it is. Quentin Johnson numbers, fan, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan. Um, I like Quentin Bivens. You know, the defensive lineman from uh for the Eagles as well. He's ten solo tackles, four and a half sacks. He's the Ole Miss transfer. You know, you you you'd put that in the notes. He's he he's small, bro. Six three two oh five. Three oh five. Sorry, three oh five. Yeah, sorry. that's a big boy. I don't want to mess this up. 32 tackles, uh, 10 solo, like you said, one, five and a half sacks. Uh, five, sorry, five and a half sacks lost, four and a half sacks. 
Uh, he's small, bro. Like that's and, and thing is, is he might he he might have some thinning to do, like muscle. Like he could, he could put on some muscle, right? But right. like Malik Short's just a dude, bro. I I just don't think you know the Rice has enough firepower to get by even close to what Southern Miss has. So, like I said, Southern Miss could have had four more wins. They they're just a really well coached team. I think this is kind of a blowout, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I know that Southern Miss is only a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I like them much more than I like Oregon State versus Florida. So I think two I, touchdowns. Yeah. I, I mean, I, this might be the easy 45-and-a-half at, you know, six-and-a-half. I, I, give, give me the bag, bro. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with I, this, I'm might with be, it. this might be one of the easiest bets of the bowl season. So Because Southern think- Miss, they're not a team that's going to like, hey, you – are you are you transferring? Are you, you know, gonna declare? Like, no, nah, are you playing the bowl game? That's it. Yes, everybody's playing. Racks. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, so, we're, we're on the get your PlayStation. Let's go play. Let's go ball out here. We're, we're so, prime time. We're getting that. We're getting that screen time, dude. Everybody's playing for Southern Miss. Ah, uh, yeah. Listen, Franco is my guy. Thousand yards, right? Seven touchdowns. He's got three passing touchdowns. He didn't get the trifecta this year. Uh, Dennis asked if, if he's going for the trifecta in this game. It's possible. Last year we got the trifecta. He had a couple receiving touchdowns uh, as well. I, everybody says he's small. I don't know if he can get it. Dude, he just gets it done. He's just a Swiss Army knife. The dude is incredible, and uh, he throws a good ball for a running back, which is insane. It's not a duck, and they're pretty no. accurate. So I mean, he's an athlete, dude. Look at his dad. So, yeah, the pedigree is there, like you said. Give yep. me, give me Southern Miss. I'm gonna say by 14, and, and I'm gonna go with the over. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I, the six and a half is an easy bet. I don't know how it's still six and a half. I mean, I would have thought it'd be ten to twelve at this point. But I mean, I guess I'm not the only person that sees a five and seven Owls team. So yeah, right. Uh, all right. So there we go. We're getting to that time. We're closing it out. We get to the end of the show. We got about 15 minutes left. Me and Jared, Jared's an edge guy, right? I'm a, I'm a secondary guy. Jared's a linebacker edge guy. And when it comes to edge, he, he dives in. He, he got it all broken down. So I'm going to give you my five first. And then Jared's going to give you his five. And we're just going to break them down. I'm going to let Jared chop me up. And we're just going to talk about it for a little bit. Before we get to that, that burning question. I did. I, I Listen, I came prepared, all right? I came prepared. So let's, let's get into this. My, my top five. It could be similar in a different order. I think you might have a... Guy into a different spot, but I think my riser is a dude that people are gonna hear about when it comes to draft season. So right at the top, I mean, if you ain't got him at the top of your list, then you didn't watch college football in the last two seasons. That's Will Anderson out of Alabama. He's my one at the edge. Um, I went pure edge guys. You know, like he's a, he's listed as edge in LB. He's an edge guy. He's not a linebacker. He's edge, right? Miles um, Murphy is number two for me. He, my guy Moon, our guy Moon, he, yeah. He's a Murphy guy, and I, I I ride him a lot because I tell him like, he, he took a couple games off this year. I expected more out of Murphy. But for me, he's he's number two overall on the edge. Um, this is where we might flip a little bit. I got Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame at number three. Uh, I know he's in an independent conference, and Notre Dame plays doesn't always play the toughest competition. But the dude in the big games against the big teams perform. Leads Notre Dame all-time. Sacks. I think he had ten this year. Um, so he's a dude. He for me, he I he screams Patriot, but I could see him in Tennessee for some reason. Rabel's like that that guy too. So we'll, we'll see what happens. At four, I got BJ Ojolari 
Uh, we talked about on Tuesday. Uh, his brother's in the NFL uh, at LSU. LSU had a surprising season, but most of the talk was about the offense. I think PJ got slept on a little bit. I think he's going to have – he's going to – he's definitely going to be a first-round pick, low-end first-round pick. If he gets out of there, anybody that gets him in the second round is going to absolute steal. This is my dude. I got him going so many places because I think he's going to climb um, when it comes after the combine, and that's Felix and Duque Yusuma out of Kansas State. Dog gets it done every – he's just a straight pit bull on the line. My riser, all right? I, I, I skipped a bunch of guys in this because I watched – couple of games this year and he just jumped off the screen to me that's jared verse out of florida state this kid is high motor all right he's got he's quick hipped he can dip that shoulder fast and get around the corner feel he could have you know and i I know he's coming out of the same school but i feel he could have that jermaine johnson buzz from last year i feel a verse could have that this year Um, what are your thoughts on my list before we get into yours uh, I love your list. Um, I, I love Uzama from Kansas State. Actually, I've watched plenty. I watched him live, right. which was great. Um, I didn't love the game that I watched live, but uh, <laughs> it, it's – you got a really great list. I mean, to be honest, I, I had to pull one guy off of my list or because my list is eerie similar. But I figured it would be close. <laughs> It's it's very close. I love BJ Ojolari. You know, I I mean he's he's a guy that I I think could be drafted in the first round, right? Um, I, right. If not drafted, the first pick in the second round. So I, I just love him. Over, I think he's better than his brother. I'm I, I've been saying I said it right. preseason. So yes, yes. um, I, I like BJ Ojolari overall. Um, I'm glad glad you have him on your list. Uh, like Miles Murphy could easily be the number two, right? Obviously, Will Anderson is number one. That's right. that's where I have. I, we're both dead on number one. Uh, Bosky's a guy that I don't have in my top five because okay. I have, right? Because I have BTO Jolari there, I have Miles Murphy there. But the, I mean, if you haven't watched him, and, and maybe some people don't have him there, um, Braylon Trice is really, really solid from Washington. If you haven't watched him, he's got really good tape, he's got six and a half sacks. You know, it, he's just one of those guys that just kind of pops off for me and he hasn't doesn't have a you know great competition per se but you know he just looks good to me for me though how's nolan smith not on a lot of people's list right georgia just keeps funneling dudes i mean the injury the injury is why i took and, him off and i and i get that right I, i'm and he got a torn peck and right. I feel he's more of a linebacker. I feel like he can play more of that linebacker, that MLB role, than than in the edge. That's why I went. I, if you look, my guy's a straight edge dude. College got and, and him. He's six three, two thirty five, right? You know, and maybe he could put a little weight on two fifty because right. he needs to get to two fifty. I think he needs to be bigger. You know, watch guys like Brian Burns. You know, well, this and at, that. Jalen Carter to, compared to Nolan Smith. There's a difference, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I love Jared first, but the, it's. You know, my question is, is do I get Brian Burns or do I get Johnson? Yeah. And if I get Johnson, then I don't want Burns. So right. that's where I'm a little weary, you know, and you got to be weary because people are like, oh, we're getting Johnson, we're getting next Brian Burns. Like, no, sorry, bro, he ain't close. Right. So, you know, he in the same radar. Um, but I, my number three, actually my number two is probably <laughs> – 
you're number four or five, which is Uzama. So I love Enduki Uzama. I, I'm a huge fan. I think he's a dude. Um, I think that he has top three potential. I'd take him over Trayvon Walker, who's drafted number one. Um, and I, I mean, I still think Trayvon Walker should have been four, to be honest with you, in, in, in of my edge rushers last year. And I remember, like, when it, the draft happened, I was like, how? Yeah. How do you not <laughs> let this happen? I almost feel like, hey, this guy's from Michigan. We'll let you take him to Detroit. Honestly, I, I, that's what I feel like happened. And I still think you got the number three guy in yeah. the, of the three. So, and maybe they just weren't sold on KV on Thibodeau. But overall, love Fosky. I, I just don't know what I'm going to get out of him, to be honest with you. I, yeah, I, I get it. I understand. My issue with him, he's 6'5", 260. The thing with Fosky is, is when's the last Notre Dame defensive lineman you were like, that that's why I said like because it's an independent school they don't they play some comp that's not as it's Notre Dame though I know but they also play no disrespect because they lost to them but they play teams like Marshall like I mean but they've got they've got an ACC schedule there's a reason why they're an ACC program basically now right so here's my question let's just get right to it what's who's the last Notre Dame player that you trusted Oh, isn't that one right now? It took him a Nat, little bit. It took him a little. It took him a little bit to even is he was rusty to start off, right? Hamilton was rusty, dude. And he's in the secondary, and I don't know if you are all in on him yet. He's he got I better. Even, I told you, like I, I know, I think I said, they overdrafted yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they overdrafted gonna, him. He'll get it, better he, with Roquan. He went man. to the perfect, perfect position. Because guess what? You got everybody in front of you. Yes. I mean, they're loaded front seven. Loaded. And they had veterans in corners. They might be loaded front ten. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're that dude. Like yeah. you're, you're, you're the youngster here. Right? You don't, don't all you have to play. do is ball. Yeah. You just have to ball. That's all you have to do. You don't have to worry about nothing else. Nope. Because Humphrey and Peter's on one side, right? Williams. He, you got Williams. Williams is next to you, right? Williams, yeah. if you want to play the, the other Williams. And then yeah. you got a stud front seven. I, I, I'm not sold on Hamilton. So I, I don't, I can't really honest. I haven't been sold on Nordane player in a long time. So yeah, no, I, I agree. Like I said, and it sucks broke. because I like Hamilton, but not a believer. So I, I, that, that's my only question with him. I, I'm not really I got sure. Ripped. I got ripped by a lot of the hometown boys. when I said, I didn't think Hamilton was a top safety in the, in, in the track. Like I didn't think he was a top three. And well, that's because you really talk about it. Yeah, but so, like, like, listen, I like Petrie, and you ripped me about Petrie because his missed tackle rate, bro. Listen, he's got to be in the rookie defensive player of the year. What he's got to be. In well, the he is now, but I mean, that, that's the, he matured, you know. Yeah. And I loved him in college. I mean, you know, I loved him in college. One hundred nine tackles, bro. We, we <laughs> said before the season, I thought Petrie was better than Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. However, his missed tackle rate the first five games was like, come on, no. bro, don't make me look bad, right? So he cut that in half, though. He cut that thing. Yeah. Quick, so. And he's playing. He looked really good the last two games. Like, really, really good. So, all right. Uh, Let's get to the elephant in the room then before I close out the show. Listen, we've gone back and forth uh, about this. We dove in. You have a little bit more. It takes me a little bit more diving in because I don't have as much insight as you do because you're there. So, you happen to be able to look at things that I can't. I mean, I can. But I got to go into the dock web to do that. So it's it's frowned upon certain establishments to do that. Um, listen, we talked about Jackson Arnold. He's 
got a he's got a dude with him, right? That supposedly is supposed to be coming with him. That's Peyton Bowen, number one safety out there in this class. And I just want to know because we've been we've been doing some research, we've been searching, and my team popped up into the picture. So this is where my interest sparked dramatically because if Peyton Bowen goes and replaces Gonzo, I mean I know they play a different position, but the style of play is similar. Uh, he goes and replaces Gonzo in Oregon. Woo, boy, I would love it. But he's number one safety out there. This kid's the real deal. He's, he can literally do it all. You can put him in the box. He can cover. He, he's lights out. I hear a lot of things. He's trying to clear up things on, on, on the internet, saying he's not committed anyway. He was committed. Um, It was apparently a hard commit to Notre Dame a month ago. Go check 24-7. I don't know if it says hard commit anymore. <laughs> anymore. All right? It might say cool because it changes from day to day when you go over there and look. Um, he's still committed to Notre Dame. That is facts, okay? I've seen and I've heard that there's a Peyton Bowen. His middle name is Christopher. That is an enrolled <laughs> right now at OU. Uh, I also know Outside of you telling me, I've also learned from multiple people that I follow on, on the bit Angry Blue Bird that are tied into OU. His girlfriend is enrolled at OU. Um, All right, let's just stop it right now. Right? <laughs> his girlfriend is, is on scholarship at Oklahoma to play soccer, right? Yep. And uh, said in the beginning of the show, girlfriends are undefeated <laughs> during flipping season. <laughs> undefeated. Else. No L's taken, and baby. The the quote, here's the crazy thing. Where did I tell you the quote came from? Her. The girlfriend. Yeah. The girlfriend <laughs> says to her friend, girlfriends are undefeated during flipping season. And that's why my man, Peyton Bowen, who's all the respect in the world, buddy, we, we know you coming here. <laughs> right? It's, we went from 90, like 99 percentile Notre Dame. Her name to like. To 28% Notre Dame <laughs> and 58%, you know, Oklahoma. Because when girlfriends say girlfriends are undefeated during flipping season and she's got a college scholarship, your family's there, your quarterback is there, your running back is possibly there, right? Yep. You have another player a.k.a. your brother just got offered by <laughs> Oklahoma in next year's class. Where do you think he going, bro? Like, Let's, I was shocked that Oregon was even in the talk. When you tagged me and I went and looked, it was legit. But, like, I, I that's like you're just casting for me. I, I think they're just trying to touch the water. I feel like he's a Sooner. Um, all signs point to Sooner. And that's hey, a huge It's huge Boomer day. Sooner all day, baby. I mean, you, you hear here, T2T exclusive. Peyton Bowen, Boomer Sooner, going to Oklahoma. Girlfriends are undefeated during flipping season. And that no is the quote of the year, by the way. Bar none. I said it, and I was like, here's what I heard. I went straight to my man Nino and said, hey, this will happen. And then I told him, hey, you need to check the dark web because I showed that this guy's enrolled in the class with me. So I found it. it. I searched. It took me about 20 minutes, but I found it. And I sent you a couple things saying, yo. And then well, a couple days later, I sent you a couple tweets from certified dudes. And within five minutes, the stories were different, right? That they were different. Like, I'm like, oh, fully committed. I'm not leaving. Now I'm here. 
I'm not in Oklahoma. I am in Oklahoma. Did Oklahoma sign in the brothers, right? Didn't they just sign the two McLaughlin brothers, right? They got them both committed. Yeah. So both of them. One split from Indiana, right? And that dude's a dope. He's a dude. Dog, bro. Straight I dog. Mean, I'll put it this way. He he's probably a top ten edge rusher if he went to the NFL this year. Yes. And he a strong he, he a freshman right now. I so could, yeah, he was unbelievable. Indiana, bro. Indiana. Now you're going to Oklahoma. Yo. I, I, hey. And I quote, right? If you are a hundred percent committed to a team, you're you you don't say this, right? Bring it. I knew it. Misinformation has been leaked about me and my recruitment. Completely untrue. I agree. I'm picking a school based on the program that best fit for me and where I want to go to school. That simple. Picking. Listen, if you are, if it is that team, you it would say, I'm going. I am picking Notre Dame based on the program best best fit for me. It ain't gonna say school, bro, because that school is Boomer Center all day, baby. You heard it here first. No L's, no L's in flipping season. And with that, no L's in flipping season. We out.